0: To getting to the truth in his art. I'm your host Rob Lee, and my next guests are Ashley Alexander and Cariz Marcel from Blackwater House Music. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you for having us.
2: Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Thank you. Nice Thank you. Nice
0: to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. Um, so this is one of those, those those rare treats that I have, like kind of knowing about Cariz a bit and 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 meeting you earlier, Ashley. This is uh, this is going to be cool. So. As we get into it, let's let's kind of start off with a very softball general question, thousand foot view. What what do you do? What's, what's the work like? Um, feel free to just jump in. What, what's the what's your work like? <laughs> How's your work go? And uh, what, what is your your work with um, Black Waterhouse Music?
1: Um, I guess I quickly, I guess Please. with Black Waterhouse, what I do there is I am a uh, music playlist or music curator in collaboration with Chris. That's what I do with Blackwater House. Um, over the years, I've been a singer-songwriter within the area. I'm a Maryland native. Um, I work in the music touring industry uh, from things such as VIP coordinator to tour manager, hospitality coordinator, a bunch of things in between. Um, I also have my own YouTube channel, Actually Alexander TV, um, that where I have my own album reviews and other interviews. And I think that's the best way I can explain me. Kariz, <laughs> <laughs> your turn. <laughs>
2: You know we hate this, right? You know this is the part, right? Especially in hard. You know, especially in twenty twenty one when you know it's not like thirty years ago when it's like, yo, who are you? What do you do? I'm a graphic designer, and it stops there. Like nowadays, it's like nobody's nobody's discipline stops anywhere. It's it's like an infinite nobody. You know what I mean? It's like yo, they threw away the whole uh, master jack of trades line. They are like, look, yo, you can do a million things. Who cares? But um, yeah. Anyways, um, I'm actually the founder of. I want to say I was like co-founder of Blackwater House. It was kind of, wasn't? It, um, it was uh, ideas of many friends of mine. They always thought like, you know, yo, bro, you need to you need to open up a space. Like you're good at creating space. You're good at creating space for like creatives to hang out and do things. And like, you should probably get a spot. And um, you know, throughout uh, COVID. I, I first got the spot. It wasn't even Blackwater house at first. It was a, we was building a club and, and two months into building the club and doing parties, um, and uh, COVID hit. And, uh, you know, I talked to my wife and, and, and my slash business partner. and I was like, babe, like, you know, I'm about to turn in this key and like, just like screw this whole vision where everything we built was about to build. Like, I don't know how we're going to have an entertainment venue in the midst of everything getting shut down, like, I, I, can we afford to keep this going? So she convinced me to kind of keep the keys, keep it going. And then I guess around June, about a year ago, two weeks, about a year ago is when I decided to turn it into actually Blackwater House. I said, you know what? I, I, I took all the equipment out of my basement and I donated my entire studio to Blackwater House. I don't even have a studio anymore, um, personally. And I said, okay, let's start it with that. And let me just put it all out there first. And then, uh, you know, uh, we just started kind of like low key, just creating, doing little things like little collaborations, some global exchanges, you know, it's been a pandemic. So everything we've been doing has been based on a, a case study pilot kind of thing. Nothing has been fully launched per se.
0: Gotcha. So let's see. Uh, I, I want to throw this one in there because i will be remiss if I don't have it in there. So Cariz. You're, you're bringing me up yeah. to 66% of the folks that was on Hey Baltimore that I've had as a guest on this podcast. <laughs> so oh. I got one more to get. I got one more. It's just, it's just Rufus. I got to get Rufus. You got to sort that out. Um, so, so talk yeah. about that a little bit. How did the song come together and how did you feel about seeing and hearing your work prominently presented on like a global global platform?
2: Oh man. First of all, you know, shout out to TT, the artist. Um, being the true visionary she is. Um yeah, so we uh this song. Okay. So I started something called the Black Water Project in 2015. And it was just an, it was a social experiment. You know, I I, I was going to, I wanted I turned myself into a DJ. This was the deal. Me and my me and my boy basically had a bet. He was like, "Turn yourself into an artist for 5 years, become a DJ, do an album and watch how everything happens for you." Now, mind you, at the time, I'm just this introverted music producer, hoodie over the head. Like, I don't want nobody to talk to me that I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I would never be an artist. But he was like, no, do it because your sound is so original. Like, you need to get in front of your sound. So cool. So I just started producing music and playing it in clubs. And we started throwing these parties called Black Water Parties. So it would just literally be me with an NPC drum, drum machine in the middle of the club. And I would hire a DJ to play, and I'll just be hitting the drum machine, people dancing. And I had to figure out how to make music to make people dance, like by creating it in the club. So this is 2015. I started I was started um, studying African instrument, um, like like really, really old African music, like high life, 1960s, yeah. 50s. Like I got really serious about understanding African music from a philosophical I mean, I mean, yo, I, I can go on and on about African music, about people whose names we probably can't pronounce, but, like, I know exactly who they are. So, like, I love everything about old African music. So I became a little over-obsessed and said, yo, like, I should, like, become, like, a DJ version of Fela if Fela <laughs> ever made songs that was under yeah, seven yeah. minutes. Right? So I was like, what would that look like? So that's what I started. Like, how can I create a world that we can exist in? And then... And, and but then like make it cool like so other than like I guess the the greatest future looks like okay how many kids have a Scarface posters on their wall they got like some this amazing African king on their wall like how can we make Africa cool like yeah. you know what I mean so like I, and so it was just really just my sonic attempt to make it Africa cool and then it birthed this sound called Afro mm-hmm. EDM which was like this which was like this mosh pit of like African Afro beat. Baltimore club and house and like just funk. And then we, I, I just put a bunch of musicians in a room and then melodies that come to my head and I'll scream them out to people. And then they'll record it. They'll leave me home with the files for a week or two and then come back. And, and I got five songs from yeah. that one session and Hey Baltimore is one of those songs. So it actually, the way that song even came about was in the middle of me doing this experiment of trying to become this artist and, the biggest DJ in the world or whatever I thought was going to be coming at the time. I was like, yo, this is going to work. We're going to, I'm going to make these big records, whatever, whatever. I called Rufus like, yo, come over. So he, he, you know, he loves Cap Calloway, Shout out to <laughs> Cap Calloway, Baltimore. He wanted something to kind of feel like, feel like that. I mean, it's pretty obvious in the record with the Heidi, yeah. Heidi Hope part. So, you know what I mean? Saying he can't, you know, don't, don't, don't rob thick us. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it's, it's already there. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, you know, so it's, it's, it's in the record, we didn't try to hide it. So anyways, um, we did it. We, we came over to the studio and it just was like, I was on the piano, like kind of like interplaying. Oh, for those who not in music, interpolate just means like to replay something that already exists. That's like, you know, it sounds just like it, but it's not it. So I started interpolating stuff and transposing some of the keys and like trying to figure out a way to like make this old song feel new and <clears throat> excuse me. So boom. He went in and just started singing and kind of like, I just let him go. I let Rufus go that day in the booth because unless you tell Rufus to like stop, he won't stop. So I think I let him sing for like seven, eight minutes straight. Like, and he left. I'm like, what the hell did I just do? Like, I got like this Baltimore club beat this piano loop. And he just, how do y'all know that? He's just going at it like for eight, nine minutes. So I had to like, Basically, chop up his lyrics to create yeah. the hook and the verse and everything you hear, you know. Um, and then I got rid of the rest of the song, which I still have on Tuck. And I, and I was trying to get it on his Eddie's playlist. We might still it might still make an appearance. It's not too late, actually. But anyway, there's a whole other version of Hey Baltimore with a whole other verse of Rufus and Easy that I have. But anyways, so he leaves, and then one day uh, Easy is uh, in the neighborhood. I was living on. Well, I ain't put man out there. I was, I was living off in North Avenue and he was across the street at one of my good friends' Greenspan house. So he like, yo, I'm in, the, I'm, I'm in the neighborhood. Let me pull up. I said, yo, I'm in the studio. I'm like, yo, um, I got this empty part on this beat, and I can't, I don't want Rufus to sing like he sung for like 10 minutes, yo. Like I'm like, I'm not trying to fail out this record. Like I need to make it like, you know, yeah. now, like, you know what I'm saying? So boom. He like, yo, well, throw me in the booth then this guy does the same shit Rufus does and raps for like 10 minutes, right? So I'm just like, yo, now I got... 20 minutes song, 20 minutes worth. Yeah, I'm like, yo, this is not... This defeats what I the purpose of what I'm trying to do with my career. Like, I'm trying to make these short, popular <laughs> yeah, yeah. songs, right? Like, so anyways, back in the lab again, number two weeks of me figuring out what part of EZ's rap is going to be his rap part. So we do that. And then I ended up going back home to New York. I was, I'm, I'm from upstate New York. So I moved here in 1994. So so I went home to visit my grandmother. And um, I started mixing the song, like, in my headphones. And, and, and something hit me, Said whispered in my ear, said, put it out. Like, I don't know what it was. It was like, no, just put it out. This was like no budget, no infrastructure, no label. It was just like, put it out. Tune core or whatever yeah. it was at the time. So... I went ahead and um, did the license, did the paperwork and did everything super legit, uploaded it, released it. And I think it was the, uh, if I'm not mistaken, somebody might correct me if I'm wrong, but um, I want to say it was December or January of 2017 or December of 2016 that I got a call. It was like, yo, hey, Baltimore's on the radio. And I was like, (laughs) how? Like, it's only like, 90 views on SoundCloud. Like I don't understand. Like what are you talking about? Like they like. Then Rufus tells me when you when you interview Rufus, he'll tell you the story. But he tells me that Rufus grad. Rufus went to uh <laughs> city <laughs> with DJ uh, um I'm just saying up in the DJ class. My man Class. So he he graduated with DJ Class. So he sends DJ Class the record. Class is like yo, this is crazy. Class takes the record and sends it to K.W. Griff. K.W. Griff is like, yo, I'm playing this tonight on my wow. show. So he, this happened within like 24, 48 hours. So boom, now K.W. Griff is, is playing it, but he thinks it's DJ Class's record. So he's like, yo, DJ Class, hate Baltimore, <laughs> I don't know, right? Of course, you know, I've been in the industry since I was a kid, so I, I know how to go. I don't take anything personal. I was like, okay, whatever. You know, um, I'm not, nobody knows me. Like, and my name is, might be complicated for people to, I mean, whatever. I just don't care, whatever. Like, so I'm like, they'll know, they'll know it's me eventually. Then KW Griff leaves 92Q and heads over to 95.9 and then brought the record over there. And then um, it just started playing It got a full rotation. I remember I used to be driving home and hearing two radio stations at the same time. And then I got a call from um, a Canadian football league, Baltimore Brigades. <laughs> wow. Like they're like, uh, yeah, we want to use this song like when we score a touchdown. Like, so I, so I, I uh, that was from uh, shout out to DJ Chris Styles and, and um those guys over there um they um got the record played it. I mean my I was there in the stadium when they played it, just scored a touchdown. Hey Baltimore, I was like, okay, we got to get this to the NFC Bank next. <laughs> so that's yeah. the next goal. Let's go, let's go Ravens. Let's make Hey Baltimore official Ravens song. That's the next step. Cause I ain't gonna be happy till it get there. You heard it so, here first, um, folks. But yeah, so that's that's pretty much the, you know, that's the story, man. You you got the you got
0: you you may got some some exclusives there. I, I like exclusives. We try to try to break those exclusives, and and thank you for sharing that. Um, so let, let's let's talk about um, and and this is this is kind of I want to get both of your takes on you and, and Ashley's take on us. Um. So I read a lot of the the interest in, in, in what's happening as far as what your work is with uh, Black Waterhouse is kind of amplifying voices of underrepresented artists and creatives. Um, Speak on the importance of, of that, like, sort of work or what have you. And I, I kind of know the answer, but I want to hear your takes on it and um, describe some ways that people on like that lower level, like that are, let's say, people following on social media, that are people that are out there. They can kind of help amplify those voices of the artists that they like, because you know, that's not as common as one would like. So, so speak on that a bit. Well, I think
2: also, um, I actually, I want you to spin, um, actually spin off of this too, because I'm actually going to, I'm going to segue for you. Um, you know, music, I know so many amazing personally just know so many amazing artists, right? Like that just are just incredible with what they do when they get inside of that studio. But sometimes, you got the artists that are like, I want to be famous. You got the artists that's like, oh, I'm just like, this just makes me feel good. as therapy. You got the other artists that are like, y'all I really trying to feed my kids. And you got, you got all these different kinds of artists. Yeah. And when, we, when I wanted to build a space for artists, I was like, yo, how can we make it inclusive but exclusive at the same time? And then it made me think about, the first thing I thought about was my, my friends that do music but that do a lot of other things people like Ashley, who has, can go in the studio, write a song, arrange it, but then also help you with your business plan or help you with this. You know what I mean? It's like, she has all these different attributes that that can be used. And I was like, well, what if we build an infrastructure that forces the artists to utilize their other gifts for the betterment of the company? Not actually like their primary gift, right? Like, that's cool. We all know you can sing, rap, paint, but like what if we take all these other ancillary, you know, uh, um, attributes about yourself and then like, and, and, and then like cre- create, this relationship with that skill set and the need of the people. Sure. And so I like Ashley was one of the a great, great person to bring on board in the beginning of the development of this. I used to call her and she'll tell you, pick her brain, 10 in the morning, nine in the morning. When I first, when I first wanted to open a Blackwater house, like we just try to figure stuff out and like, you know, I know her, you know, come on. She's worked with Kanye and Janet and you know, all, whatever, all these different people. She's been around and it's like, like, yo, you know what I'm trying to do? Like, like, how can we make this super slick, but like, like not like cheap and corny? Like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's it's just a, but so Ashley definitely had helped me out a lot. And it was like throughout the pandemic, like we was on the phone every other day, hashing things out. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The pandemic. Yeah. I mean, the, I'm from Maryland and this is probably the first time I've been home this song in a decade. And I keep saying that that's, oh, that's huh. what the pandemic did. Um, I'm a local artist at heart and therefore in the essence of Baltimore, because I'm from, like, I always say I'm DM Novi. Um, so for me, like I, I do background vocals for Greenspan. I do background vocals for DDM. I've also done work with Easy and Cariz and a bunch of other artists from the city when a lot of us were 18 yeah. and are the age we are now. So for me, I've seen all my peers become extremely self-sufficient in it. And I am a big advocate of artists knowing both sides because I think it's about losing yourself in the creativity, but saving yourself (laughs) with knowing the business. And there's not enough who know that. So I've been very fortunate and blessed to be able to work on tours in a capacity of a business sense, not creative, which has been great because when I come home, I can be creative and know all the business. Right. So for me, all these years, seeing how, you know, Slipknot and Cher and (laughs) Chris Brown and Kanye and Janet, like he had said, run these things. Or have their hands in it in the type of teams they build and the type of venues they run and, and, and they're a part of. And so the vision of it isn't five degrees of Kevin Bacon in my mind. It's not right. So for me, it's only right to bring this knowledge back home. Any festival I've ever worked, it's about understanding the context, any club runs I've done. It's about bringing that information back. So let's say if an artist here wanted to go to Chicago and do a show, I can tell you a small venue. I can tell you the arena too, but yeah. I can tell you the people to contact yourself with to correctly do your business. And he will tell you, there's a lot of people who will call me whether I'm home or not to rack my brain about something because I'm a, I'm a brainstorming think tank kind of, kind of lady. Um, I don't think everything is done by yourself. I don't think that's possible. Um, but I do think it is about aligning yourself with people who believe in their product Mm -hmm. and will actually do the actual things to actually be successful in it. And I think that's cut the fat out a lot for me so when it came to this playlist it was kind of funny how it came about only because so much has been going on with Blackwater and like he had said we've talked so much before it got to this and this was like a, like a thing written on a, like a board of his and him and his wife just like talking to me on FaceTime I don't know what city I would have been in just to be like let me tell you what we're thinking of doing and then we're going to do this and that and then fast forward to this playlist he calls he's like hey I get some playlists and ask you what you listen to can we collab yeah. because that's the other part of it. So my YouTube channel stuff is a, is a extension of years of making burn CD playlists for my friends of what I'm listening to that month. Cause I listen to rock and I listen to r and me
2: Let me tell you 20% of my saved like music on my phone came from her recommendations. <laughs>
1: So I, I, and I appreciate that. So like a lot of times I'm always, I'm the, like, thank heavens for Shazam. Cause before it, I was ignorant. Like, please can you go in the back and tell me what CD is playing of your yeah. like store thing. So it's just cultivated itself into me curating things. And before this I had curated um, a monthly playlist for creative mornings for the Baltimore chapter. Yeah. Um, yeah. Most of 2018 and a little bit in 2019, which was a great challenge. I was in like, I was in college at full sale while touring and <laughs> curating at the same time. So the challenge uh, of it is what I enjoy. The fact that someone's going to hear something new is all I care about. So in this case, when it right. was our intent to be like, okay, it's got to be a hundred percent Baltimore. So that was,
2: well, let's hold it. I think I, I don't want to answer the question you might have for us. I feel,
0: that's all we kind of got with it. So, and, and we'll bury the lead a little bit on that one because we're, go- we're coming back to that one. We're coming back to that one. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of the same way when it comes to, um, I used to have uh, little mixtapes, uh, like burn CDs, and it would just be various genres. It's like, oh, this is new to me. And then people would go through and listen to it. It's like, yo, what's this? I was like, oh yeah, that's this like funk yeah. track from like nineteen eighty one. That's a that's talent right. disco. Mm-hmm. That's this rock track. It's
1: like, hold on, why mm-hmm. didn't somebody sample this yet? It's like I what? am I am the best person to go to a festival. Right. The best one. Cause I'm definitely there to see like 15 people for sure.
0: I mean and you th- I can sing you, a song. When you threw out Slipknot, I was like, hold on, run, run that back real quick. Yeah,
1: yeah. There's listen, if you told me in high school I was gonna go on tour with the Slipknot and Marilyn Manson, I I wouldn't have believed you. And I was a rock kid growing up, and it was one of the most amazing tours I've been on. And it was their reunion tour of wow. Iowa.
2: Rock wow. kid. See, she was a rock kid. I was a rock kid too. I mean, I'm nine-inch nails, stone Temple pilot, rage against machine. Like oh man, yeah. it was
1: it was a dream. To not be able to afford it in high school, like I went to HF Festival one time in life and it was the best year ever as a high schooler. <laughs> I begged my mom and it worked out. But other than that, like to be able to yeah. not only go, but work, it was cathartic. And it was such a more diverse crowd now than what right. I envisioned when I was a kid. So it was just, and after I worked, uh, mm-hmm. Corey Taylor as another group, Stone Sour. And so I ran their meet and greets. So I got to really get to know that whole camp. It was one of the best things I've done outside
0: of janet <laughs> uh it, it, bridging the gap is, is is very important right and and kind of touching on what, what you were getting at there actually um it allows people to be exposed to to new people new scenes new interests so d- describe what black Waterhouse house and describe black Waterhouse house and uh if from what you maybe have not already touched on because i know you touched on a lot of it uh but also speak on the development of like where it's at like that bromo arts district
2: Oh yeah. Oh man. I love Bromo, Emily, everybody over there. The future of Bromo. See, Bromo has such a bright future. Like I came, I, I brought Matt. I mean, I brought the Bilbo's Blackwater is in the Maryland art place. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it was on the top floor of Miller art place. It's pretty much, we take up pretty much 80, maybe 80% of that, of that floor. So really, uh, that particular location I didn't want to go to because it was already popping, right? Like Station North is already popping. And you know, a lot of people go to places that are, because it's popping, they go to LA, they go to Atlanta. They, most people, the majority, I would say 85 to 90% of people just do things because that's what's popping. But then you have this other small population that are pretty much addicted to solving the impossible mm-hmm. and trying to go to what's not what's not so popping. Right. So like, and, and taking that, you know, I'm a fan of also like, you know, free jazz and like sunrise, like, you know, so you got to think about it. Like, you know, my approach to like social entrepreneurship, like I'm the sunrise entrepreneurship. Right. Like, so like taking it, like, okay, we have this structure, like, and, and, and we all are free artists. Like I'm like totally free. My son is free. Like we have a free spirit. like, but then how can we like apply structure and then put it in a place that allows us to be free, but then also can, we can grow with this district. We can grow with the district. We can grow with the, with the possibilities of Lexington market and where it can be in 20, 2025, 2026, 2027. I was really looking at the future of real estate in the area yeah. of you know everything from the, the average tax bracket in twenty thirty. You know, like I, I you know, I'm stu- I'm studying everything, and I'm just like, okay, I know right now we're not going to get rich, but we might later. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so let's 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 go somewhere that that where we can grow with with it, like, so there's, there's a lot of vacant buildings down there mm-hmm. still, there's a lot of business, I mean, it's it's really still like a hole in the wall, like most of it, right, it's like okay, it, it has some really pretty you know, developments, but overall, the community of Bromo Arts District is incredible, it derives professionals, people with people with social and, mon- and monetary intent, when I say that, I mean, it's like, yo, they don't just care about the people, but they also teach you, they also like, are making money from like, doing things with people, yeah. you know, it's like it's such a great blend of like everyday working class folk. Like, for example, we just participated in the Bromo Arts Walk. It was incredible. I want to say over a hundred, maybe close to 200 people showed up throughout the day. And what I want to tell you about this district and like what they attract, man, they attract the globe, bro. Like it's like the globe, but these are like professionals. And when I look out on our builders a Blackwater house, and I look at the hundreds of, uh, the hundreds of of, of uh, office buildings, infrastructure downtown, it's inspiring, bro. Mm-hmm. Like it's inspiring looking at these buildings and real and, and understanding that we are going to be responsible for the people in those buildings to know who Al Rogers, who Easy Jackson is, who Joy Postel is, who whoever, like Wendell Patrick is. Like we're going to be res- partially responsible in the next three to four years for the rest of Baltimore to know who we are. That's big. right? That's it's Because our, it's our programmatic intent to bridge that gap. And I wrote a letter to Baltimore music community. Uh, and I sent it to you, too, because it was a public letter. I wrote a letter to the music community in 2016 or 17, around there. And it was my letter. And I said, we're going to become a music city, and this is how. And I basically kind of reverse engineered for what I'd see. You know, how can we become a music city? And I said, okay, we're going to start with micro movements and within the subconscious of the everyday working class people. The number one place you can go where you can get that kind of micro placement are grocery stores. (laughs) Starbucks, Chipotle. Uh, You know, this is the subconscious. You know, a lot of addiction starts in the subconscious, right? Mm -hmm. Like a lot of you just knowing something exists happens in the subconscious. So like, Let's start putting music in the ears of the people that are at Home Depot, that are at Safeway. Like, let's start there. This might be an easy play, might be a hard play. We don't know, but all we got to do is get one company to bite. Yeah. And and then we got to get a little support from some of these foundations out here that talking all this big stuff about Baltimore City. Holler at your boy. Because (laughs) then it's like, okay, now we can convince by partnering with some of these foundations you know, we'll be able to now say, okay, look, there's 150 stores that said they, they would love to play Baltimore music. Like, you know, let's, let's get these stores to agree of at least 50% of their playlist, uh, weekly is all Baltimore artists. And like, you know, so kind of getting these, you know, that's the next step to this initiative yeah. this music city initiative. And this is just in the streaming place. This has nothing to do with what we want to do physically. Um, and other things like that. But I just felt like, you know, streaming. So, you know, when, when Eddie's, when... Um, but back to your question, your answer was all about, you know, Bromo Arts District and like, I picked this space because what a better district to to, to the incubate the city yeah. from a professional development standpoint because, you know, a lot of other areas, you know, we have the art there and it it's thriving and it feels great and it's like, wow, it's amazing. But can't, no, nobody in the room can keep their cell phone on. Right, right, right. And it's like, I know that because, and I'm not talking about the people from the, I am saying, yo, I am you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yo, I'm not that far away. Like, I just like kept adding and figured some things out and married a very strong, financially mature Capricorn woman. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, be, so I'm, you know, she has to whip me back into shape sometimes, whatever, whatever. But what I'm saying is that like I was tired of the broke thing. I've been. In, I'm, I'm look. I'm three generations Baltimore hip hop. Can't nobody tell me nothing. You can't call my card. I'm the thoroughest to get. There's no holes in my story. Yeah. From the streets to the music in the city is every. I love it. Is you know. So what I'm saying is that like there's three three generations of 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 it. Like seeing it develop. When I say three generations, I'm talking like from early '90s. Right. Like. With some of the first artists started developing here. Like, to now, and I'm like, yo, like, mm-hmm. when I go ask anybody, you could go to a whole uh, circus, I say Circus City, tell them old uh, Best Buy. Yeah. You could go to anywhere and be like, yo, who's your favorite Baltimore artist? They'd be like, I don't know any Baltimore artists. That's been the answer for 20 plus years.
0: Yeah, and that's, that's the thing that you know, I've, I've touched on and I've, I've thrown out, um, a few different times on even like who's our pop culture representatives, who, who are the people that are really in that conversation. And on the same level as when you ask somebody about like, well, who's this person from New York, you got a list. And you said, who's this person from Baltimore is crickets. And I think the work that's happening there, and, and we'll get to, we'll, we'll talk about this, this, this last question in a moment, but I think the work that, that you're, you're planning out and you're doing is going to help change that. And I think that that's really important to get that exposure and get those ears around what's happening here, because I think just a lot of people aren't in the know. And I think what you described there from a, stream, a streaming standpoint makes a lot of sense to me. So the last question I have and feel both, both of you, I want to, both of you to chime in on this um, and however you want to really go about it, but what's the summer refresh and how did it come about? I think I actually you know the story of the
2: beginning, right?
1: Uh the the very beginning? No, I don't. Know.
2: Okay, so the very beginning. And I passed the mic. The very beginning was real simple. Uh, last year, was it last year? or So, but I saw. Look, you know, I've been on this initiative now for four or five years. So, I'm my brain is kind of trained to just to kind of only pay attention to the things that are part that are that are a part of Baltimore becoming a music city, yeah. right? Like so, when I saw that they did a playlist last summer and I was like, yo, this is dope. The playlist introduced me to so many new acts. And I was like, yo, I don't know who was behind this or whatever, but I just sent them a DM. Like, yo, um, I love the playlist. I love what you guys are doing. I'm a producer here in Baltimore. I work in multi genres and multi pockets of the city, you know, holler at me if you ever do another playlist. And that was it. A year later, I get a, a message from Eddie saying, um, yeah, Chariz, um, he messaged us a year ago about working with us on a playlist. Would you like to collaborate on this year? And that's when Ashley got the call. Like, I'm like, Oh crap. Oh. I got to call Ashley. I need to call. I, I, this is, this is, this is our thing. This is, this is what we are supposed to do. This is it. This is, this is how we, yes. I was so excited, bro. I was just like, yo, this is, this is it. I mean, you know, we, we're collaborating with Eddie's on, on a couple of other things, too, for the You know, this goes on to Labor Day. But, uh, yeah, this, that you know, then I called Ashley because she just knows how to selflessly think about the city.
1: No, I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. So they got, that grocery store has four and a half <laughs> hours of um, 100% Baltimore artists. Um, some you might know from a commercial sense, but then if you looked into it, you'd realize there was a Baltimore artist attached or they are from here or something like that. Yeah. But at the heart of it, it is um, current, active, new singles, n- you know, newer projects and, and, and songs from um, Art of the City. Um, I, like the goal was to try to make it just That's what I care about. The goal was to make it so diverse. And I mean, we've got artists that, global artists that, that I was like, how did I not even know that there was this, this much like Pakistani and like Django coming out of the city? So right. um, it was really exciting. It was exciting for us to find it. It was exciting for us to sculpt it. And it's, I'm even more excited to know how these things you know, sound for the people uh, visiting. So. It's been a great journey. I'm really excited. So now I'm in this phase now where I'm about to start reaching out to these artists and be like, Hey, you don't know me, but you're playing at Eddie's.
2: (laughs) Right. Yeah. 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 Which we got, we go to, we're going to release this artist, this um, playlist ambassador or Blackwater. And we don't know what we're going to call it, but basically, you know, artists that become ambassadors of the playlist so that whenever we're doing pop-ups or we're doing something, they can come and perform the song that's on the playlist at the grocery store. You know, it's, it's so many things that even with their menu, we have a we have a vegan chef in Blackwater. Yeah. It's also our A&R for the there's a production company um, portion of Blackwater, which we produce music, obviously. Um, and December Moon is also a, um, a vegan chef. So we're going we're to be collaborating with their menu. Maybe make a Blackwater burger or hey, Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. We trying to figure <laughs> it out. So, you know, that's where we're at now.
1: It's just exciting. It really, really is. And it's a great summer. Everybody wants something new. Everybody wants to see each other. And I think this is an exciting way to do it.
2: It's solving a problem. It's solving a problem. That's, that's, that's what it's all about It's like, okay, you know, how can we aid to the problem of the city being disconnected from the beauty of it? How can we solve that problem? You know what I mean? Like, so this is this is one of the first of many 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 uh, steps.
0: That's that's wonderful and aligns with what I'm trying to do here from from my vantage point. And it's great to hear that's the work and that's the aim that's there for for the two of you and in this work here. Um, so in that, I'm out of questions. So in the last few minutes here, um, shameless plugs, please, please plug away, plug away. Last few minutes here, social media, all of that good stuff. Plug, plug, plug.
2: But definitely well, you know, I'll plug all the way up. Um, you know, you can definitely uh follow Blackwater House. I mean, it's more important to me right now. I want the house to get all the love. Uh Blackwater with no C. Um, there's there's no C in Blackwater, um, for um analytic and SEO and really nerdy reasons. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's um so it's Black Blackwater uh house, you know what I mean? Um and uh, is the name of the space. Uh, we, we have, uh, we've got another art walk, art walk coming up, so we'll be announcing that date. For those who missed the first art walk, you don't want to miss the second one. It was off the chain. Um, and uh, yeah, so this, you know, blackwatermusic.com as well. Uh, any, uh, some of my work, let me think. Um, you can hear some more of my work on Netflix, uh, Dark City. You can hear it on um uh, 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 Shout out to Jadena And the whole Wonderland Records Uh, I was recruited to that production team We ended up producing Jadena's last album 85 to Africa And uh, we did the single on that Called Susu Um, That was a great amazing experience So check out that album 85 to Africa Um, Check out our movie Me and my wife's movie ALGmovie.com We got uh, any movie that that we did To celebrate our marriage Um yeah, those are all my plugs, you
0: know. <laughs> That's fantastic.
1: Um, I'm at on Instagram at Bat Buddha and the Ashley Alexander. Check me out on YouTube, Ashley Alexander TV. And also check out Eddie's at eddies of Roland Park and on Spotify, check out Eddies of Roland Park's summer refresh playlist 2021.
0: So there you have it, folks. Um, I'll do my sign-off, and thank you, too, for coming on. Thank you, uh, Chris. Thank you, Ashley, for coming on. This has been great.
1: Thank you for
2: having bro, me. I'm a big fan. Listen, bro, I want to just tell yeah, you. Yeah, yo, you're the best. You. I, th- I know. Hold on. <laughs> thank you. If you look at your DM, you'll see that I reached out. I was listening to your show. Yeah. Oh, my bad. I'm out my phone, yeah, I'm listening to your show. I came across it. Couple of months back, and I'm just like, "Yo, this guy is local." <laughs> he's like, "I said no." Nah. I said he's performing at a high, like you know, he's 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 at a high level. Like this is not this he's, this is this is not like the I'm, I'm interested in interviewing you soon. Sure. But this is like, "Yo, wow!" Like I love your questions and even your, your choices of people you interview. And like I'm like, "Yo, I like this dude right here." And I shot you a DM. I was like, "Yo, dope show." I knew nothing about you before that, but I was just like, yo, I like, I'm going to do something. I remember talking to my wife and I was just like, yo, I just want, hopefully I did something slick enough, to, like be on this new show. Cause this stuff is like, this show is dope. And then we get this message and I was just like, yo, this is crazy. Like I, I'm a podcast head. Like, so like I was with it. I'm with it. You know what I mean? I was excited. I love, I love the way your questions. I like your intent. Um, I, you know, you just seem so so well-rounded well, well in your information, and I appreciate that and what you're doing for the city.
0: Thank you. I, I appreciate it, and I, I appreciate the work that you you two are doing. And, um, yeah, I, I'll wrap up. That's the first time I actually got that that nice piece right there. still in the show, so that feels good. I, I'm going to loop that. I'm just going to loop it. Let's make that part of my playlist, you know, and burn, burn my own <laughs> copy, you know. <laughs> no, nah,
2: man, you killed it, man. You, you're doing it. You're doing it. You got a lot of your future. I mean, it's just good God almighty, man, like. However, you think we can help in the future, man? We here for yes. you. Yes, uh, rather, than Space. You want to use? You want to We got a cool little space, man. You you know you could use it. I don't whatever, man. You know we figure
0: it out. <laughs> yeah, that's that sounds great. And thank you so much. I'll, I'll be in touch. Let me do my sign off real quick, and then I give you to the rest of your evening. Um, so for Carrez, for Ashley, Blackwater House. I'm Rob Lee, saying that there's art in and around Baltimore. You just got to look for it.